Okay, welcome back to Saturday's episode. You know, this, this episode is really big. <laughs> we we got we, we it's so it's so much content. I am um I am I am, I'm a, I'm I'm eluded with the amount of content that I have to talk about. Uh, I think um, <laughs> a couple months ago, back in March, April, May, June, where the content was not like. It, it, the content came at a, uh, at a at a premium. Content came at a premium. Premium. Now we got the NBA playoffs. We got the NFL. We got college football. We got um, MLB. Uh, MLB playoffs is coming up in the next couple weeks. We got a lot to get into. Um, but week one of the NFL season, uh, I've already started well. My predictions: the Chiefs won on Thursday. I'm gonna talk about that. I got a, I got a couple notes for both the Chiefs and the Texans. One team is going in the opposite direction from the other, uh, and I feel bad for a particular player. And I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is a Saturday episode. This is a Saturday podcast. Predictions. One prediction. We got a lot to get into. It's gonna be a good one. Buckle your seatbelt. Okay, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Isaiah K Podcast, episode 153. This is episode 153. I hope everybody out there that's listening, I hope everybody out there is healthy, staying safe, uh, you know, wearing the mask, even if you don't like it, wear the mask, social distance, we, we you know, uh, we got to get into those things, we got to do those things. Now, <laughs> like I told you guys. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys. So this is what we have on the docket. It, it, I, I really, I, I really have a lot of topics to get into. But uh, top ten teams, my top ten teams going into week one. Um, my predictions, those are coming. But I'm gonna talk about Chiefs and the Texans, and both of these teams, I think, are going in different directions. They're going in opposite directions. Let's first talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, I never bought into Kansas City having Super Bowl hangover because think about it. The Chiefs really technically couldn't have had a Super Bowl hangover because when, you, when you're thinking and when you're talking about Super Bowl, excuse me, when you're talking about Super Bowl uh, hangovers, the team that wins Super Bowl, they're usually out partying. They're usually out doing this, doing that, going out to different occasions and events. Kansas City Chiefs couldn't do that. It's COVID nineteen. Everything was closed. They 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 couldn't they, they 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 couldn't do that. They weren't they weren't privy to doing those things. So I think Kansas City came into Thursday night game 
grounded. Uh, and it, it, it's a, it's a it's a great testament to Andy Reid. Andy Reid. I mean, Kansas City looked like they were in mid-season form. And on the flip side, with Bill O'Brien and his Houston Texans, the Houston Texans looked like that was their first that was their first OTA practice. It's just a testament to how great of a coach and how prepared Andy Reid was. Also, Andy Reid is a he has a great record in September. He's really good in September. Patrick Mahomes is really good in September. He's never lost a September game. He's 8-0 in September, if my memory serves me correctly. He's 8-0 in September. Um, he's, he's never thrown an interception in September. So the Chiefs, but let's let's talk about that. I didn't think I, I didn't I never bought into the fact that the Chiefs had a Super Bowl hangover. Second, if you look at how Kansas City won the Super Bowl last year. Just look at the season that Kansas City had last year. Yeah, they were twelve and four. Yeah, they had they you know they 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 got they they got the number two seed and had the second best record in the conference. But Kansas City last year, even with them winning the Super Bowl, they left a lot of meat on the bone. Kansas City left a lot of meat on the bone. Uh, Mahomes, even Mahomes. I think there's another level that Mahomes can reach. I think this, I don't even think this is Mahomes at his best, which is really scary for the rest of the league. It, that that's really scary. But I don't even think this is Mahomes at his best. He remember, remember, Mahomes came out last year and said, "Hey, I'm just now learning. I'm just now starting to learn." how to read NFL defenses. I'm just now learning different coverages and different reads from defenses. So Patrick Mahomes, he, he, he like he's doing he was he's doing all of this just off of pure talent. Like just wait until he can come to the line of scrimmage and he can and he and he's he can just fully dissect and fully see what the defense is doing. And I think Thursday night was a clear example of that. But Kansas City last year, even throughout the playoffs, they left a lot of meat on the bone. Kansas City, uh, Mahomes had an injury during the season. Kansas City defense, the first 10 weeks was not great. Tyreek Hill missed some time. Uh, you know, we were wondering, is, can the secondary figure it out? Then once they got into the playoffs, they, they had to come from behind. They were down 24 to the Texans. They were down, what, 10 to the Titans or 17. They were down 17 to the Titans. Uh, and then the 49ers, they were down 10 going into the fourth quarter against the 49ers. And throughout that game, for, the, for, the, for a great share of that game, the 49ers, they looked like the better team. Jimmy Garoppolo was outplaying Patrick Mahomes in the first three quarters. And they still won the Super Bowl. They overcame these deficits, and they still won the Super Bowl. And many of you guys don't think they should have won it. And, I mean, quite frankly, they shouldn't have. San Francisco had a 10-point lead. And Kansas City, they just got hot and couldn't be stopped in the fourth quarter. But Kansas City left a lot of meat on their they left a lot of meat on the bone last year. And they come back Thursday night. And Mahomes didn't have 
the big time. He didn't have 400 passing yards and three touchdowns. No, it was very methodical, uh, efficient. And, and remember, Mahomes, he's a gunslinger. Mahomes, he, he, you know, he throws the ball all over the yard. But Houston, they went zone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Houston went zone. Houston went zone against Kansas City, and that allowed Kansas City to run the ball 34 times. And Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, or uh, Clyde Elair, no, Clyde Edwards-Elair, he ate. He ate against the Texans. He ate against the Texans. And, you know, he's a great, and like Clyde Elair Edwards, Alan Clyde Edwards Elair, he's a great running back. I liked his game at LSU, but is he really that good? <laughs> like, I think with him playing with Kansas City, with him being coached by Andy Reid, with Patrick Mahomes being his quarterback, it kind of takes a lot of pressure off of him. And we didn't expect that. We didn't expect. 25 rushes for a buck 38 in a touchdown. We, we, we didn't see that coming. Um, we did not see that coming. And I'm sure Houston didn't see that coming. But now, Kansas City is already, they were already very hard to stop over the top. They were very hard to stop over the top. Now, they can run the football? That's totally different. Patrick Mahomes, he's efficient. He was efficient. He was an efficient 24 for 32 on Thursday night. And boy, oh boy, like I told you guys, I think, I don't even think this is Patrick Mahomes at his best because he told you. He said, I could not read NFL defenses. He said, I'm just now learning how to read NFL defenses, different NFL coverages. He's just now learning how to do those things. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, he he's just now scratching the surface. That, that that's that's scary. That 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 is scary for the AFC West, and that is scary for the entire league. That this is not Patrick Mahomes at his best, which is absolutely crazy. Now let's shift gears to the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, um, Bill O'Brien, he's he, you know he he got criticized over the offseason. I was critical of Bill O'Brien over the offseason. Um, he has to do better. Bill O'Brien has to do better. He, he, Bill O'Brien has to do better. He has to have his team prepared and ready. And, and Thursday night, and this is what I say. I say, this all the, I, I, said, I say this all the time. I said it all throughout last year in the regular season, going into the playoffs. In the NFL, coaching matters. <laughs> Coaching matters. It, it, it matters. Coaching matters. It matters. It, 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 it just does. And Bill O'Brien, you, you can see the contrast in, in, in the coaching. Andy Reid had his team prepared. Uh, his offense was moving the ball effectively. They looked efficient. I mean, more efficient than, than ever. Uh, and then Andy, I mean, then Kansas City's defense. I mean, their defense... Looked really good on Thursday. And then on the flip side, look at Houston. Houston looked like this was their first OTA practice. They're like this, they're like this was their first OTA. This like, they look like it was the first day of OTAs. Um, and, and this is what I worried about with the... With, with, this is what I worried about with the Texans and with Deshaun Watson. 
because I love Deshaun Watson, and he's a great quarterback. Um, but he can't overcome all of these glaring holes and weaknesses of the Houston Texans. And I, I talked about this uh, on, the, on the previous episode when I was discussing Deshaun Watson's contract. And I was like, I'm glad that he got paid and he deserves every single penny. But I do worry about the, his, his, his supporting cast. And I always tell you, <laughs> coaching matters. Coaching matters and supporting cast matters. And this is what Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have. Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and this is why I think Baltimore and Kansas City are the best two teams in the AFC, hands down. And Mahomes is super talented. Mahomes, uh, he's he's, he's coachable. He's approachable. And plus, he has a good supporting cast. You look at you look at Lamar and Baltimore. Lamar is super talented, very coachable and very approachable. He's very humble. He's hardworking, but also he has a great supporting cast in Baltimore. With Deshaun Watson, he's super talented, and Deshaun Watson is very coachable, and he's you know he's humble, and he's and he, he 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 brings great leadership, but his supporting cast is weak. And you know, I, I've been, I've been, I've been saying it. I said it last year. I said it throughout my predictions uh, this year. I said I look at this Houston team. I see eight and eight. I see eight and eight written all over it. It wouldn't surprise me if they're seven and nine. But and I and I, it's nothing that Deshaun Watson can do. I mean, I, he could only carry and he could only cover up so many issues. Deshaun Watson can only cover up so many issues. Um, schematically, I didn't like what Houston was doing schematically. Schematically, they had uh, on, on defense, they had J.J. Watt in the inside. J.J. Watt should be on the outside. You, you, you already lack pass rushers. J.J. Watt should be on the outside at his best. He shouldn't be an interior lineman. He's not Aaron Donald. It's just little things like that schematically where it's nothing Deshaun Watson can do about that. It's it's just nothing he can do about that. I mean, he's a great quarterback, great player, and this is my hesitancy with Seattle. Russell Wilson is great, and he and he carries Seattle. He he's been carrying Seattle for years, but at some point in time, you you can't overcome. All of these issues. You can't. Not in football. It just matters. And it just shows you when you get the quarterback and coach thing right, when you just look, just look at teams that have a great coach and a great quarterback. Just look at those teams. Great coach, great quarterback. Look at Kansas City. Kansas City has Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Everything else just works out. Every, I mean, every, it just seems like everything else. Once you figure out those two things, it just it just seems like everything works out. Uh, your receivers play well. You draft good receivers. Your defense play well. But with Houston, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I love Deshaun Watson. I don't know how I feel about Bill O'Brien. I can't call him a bad coach because he continues to, you know, win some games. But a lot of that. It's due to Deshaun Watson and his greatness. But 
Houston, they have made so many bad trades. They have uh, they 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 haven't uh, they haven't put the proper pieces in front of Deshaun Watson, and I mean literally, they haven't put the proper pieces in front of him because his 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 offensive line isn't the greatest. It's below average. Yeah, they got Lermy, they got Lermy, um Tunsil, left tackle, but th- those other spots they're, they're it's weak. It's weak. It's 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 average to below average on that offensive line. You know the receivers. You trade his best receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, and you give him Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. And those guys, they're good receivers when they're healthy, but they're really healthy. Brandon Cooks and and Randall Cobb, they're really healthy. And then look at Will Fuller. Will Fuller, he caught eight balls last night on, on Thursday. He, he, you know, he, he caught eight passes, but Lord knows when his hamstring pulls, who's Deshaun Watson going to throw to? You know, so that's why I say, you know, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, like, get this. Deshaun Watson coming out of high school was better than Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson in college was better than, than Patrick Mahomes. So it's not a talent issue. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback now. But some of that is due to him playing with Kansas City. Some of, some of with Mahomes being the best quarterback or being better than Deshaun Watson, some of that, a portion of that, is because he has a better supporting cast. He's in a better situation. And Deshaun Watson, he's great. He's talented. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna see a lot of accolades, and he's gonna, he, like, he's gonna see a lot of success come his way because he's super talented and he's coachable and he's humble. But as far as winning, he's not gonna win anything big, not with this Houston, not with this Houston squad, not with this Houston situation. Two quarterbacks, they're both talented, but one of their teams are both, but they're going in different, different directions. Deshaun Watson and that Houston organization, it doesn't get it, it doesn't get any easier. Week two, they play Baltimore. <laughs> good God, they play Baltimore week two. That's that that's really a good way how to start off the season. Week one, you play the defending champions in Kansas City, and then week two, you play Baltimore. <laughs> boy, oh boy, you play the best two teams in your conference. Um, but Houston, I see eight and eight. I have, I, I have Houston, I have Houston eight and eight. I see, I just see mediocre. Could they get to the playoffs? Sure, but it would be a waste of their time. They can't win any. They can't win win anything big. Deshaun Watson, he's been he's been covering. He's the band aid that's been covering all these scars. That's what he's been. Deshaun Watson has been the band aid. That's been covering all of the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien scars. Simple as that. Okay, so we're going to do, I'm going to do my top 10 teams right now. This is my first top 10 teams of the year. So these are going to be my top 10 teams going into week one. Uh, I feel pretty confident about this list. I gave you guys my predictions for uh, the divisions and, the, you know, the, the playoffs and so forth. Um, so these are my top 10 teams. And if you were a regular listener back in the football season of last year, you already know how this goes. Um, so let's get in 
to it. Uh, at 10, I have the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, I love Sean McDermott as a coach. I'm a little questionable about my guy Josh Allen. He's very talented, but his decision-making is sometimes head-scratching. They did add, add Stephon Diggs. They re-up on Tredavious White, one of the best corners in football. Um, Buffalo has one of the best defenses in football. I like what they're going to do. I think they're going to win the AFC East. So I got Buffalo at 10. Um, at 9, I got the Green Bay Packers. I know a lot of you guys don't like Green Bay Packers. I'm not, I was not huge on the Green Bay Packers last year. I felt I felt they, they felt more like a 10 and 16. They went 13 and 3, but they felt more like a 10 win team. But this year, the secondary got a little bit better. Um, their defense got a little bit better. They're, they're, they're gonna be a little bit more physical. I do worry about their lack of second option. It, it's Devontae Adams or Bust. It's Devontae Adams or Bust for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is a top-five quarterback. He can still be a top-five quarterback on most days, but I do see a decline. I've been, I've been telling you guys about this decline for since last year. So I, I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I still think they have a good, you know, good secondary, second year under Matt LaFleur. But I'm going to go with Green Bay at nine. At eight, the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings have a better overall roster. Um, the Vikings are always, they, they, they for the last, what, five, six years, they have been always a great defensive team. Uh, they add they, they, they Najoku from Jacksonville. That was a steal. I'm looking at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, he catches a lot of flack. He catches a lot of flack. But Kirk Cousins, is he's proficient. He puts up good numbers, and he's proficient. Uh, Minnesota did lose Stephon Diggs, but they got back Adam Thielen. They still got Dalvin Cook, got a solid O-line. Irv Smith, they drafted some rookies in the, for the, um, J- Justin Jefferson. I like them. I think, I think Minnesota has the better overall roster uh, over Green Bay, and that's why I got Minnesota at 8. Um, at 7, the Philadelphia Eagles. I love Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz, but Philly's always hurt. Philly can't stay healthy. If Philly can stay healthy for a full season, I think they will win the division at 10-6. and six. Um, I don't think they're that much better than the Cowboys, but I think they're more balanced than the Cowboys. I like both sides of the ball for Philadelphia. Things got to stay healthy. Philly, Philly's always hurt. But Philly is one of four teams to make the play. They're only four... It's only been four teams in the last three years to make the playoffs three years in a row. In the last, it's only four teams. Philly's only, Philly's one of four teams to make the playoffs over the last three years. So they're consistent. They know who they are, but I got to see Carson Wentz stay healthy. Carson Wentz got to stay healthy. Philadelphia as a whole has to stay healthy. They have so many injuries at times. Um... At six, the Seattle Seahawks. I don't love Seattle. It's, 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 with Seattle, it's Russell Wilson I trust. In Russell Wilson, I trust. 
I do not love this Seattle defense. Um, I don't love Seattle's offensive line. Now, let me go back to their defense. I don't love Seattle's defense because they can't rush the passion. They can't rush the passers. You got to be able to rush the quarterback. Seattle doesn't do a good job at that. Now, they did add Jamal Adams. He's a superstar-level player. I think he will help that secondary. They also added guys like Quentin Dunbar. I really like. So that secondary, is, it, it's, it's new, it's young, but Seattle's secondary has a chance to be better than last year and then their offensive line. Seattle's offensive line is average. It's below average. It's average to below average. I don't love their line play. I do not love Seattle's line play, but Seattle has three superstar level players. Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams, and that's one thing they got over Philly. Seattle has three superstar high-end players. Philly don't have those type of players. Philly, they, Philly got good players, but Seattle has three superstar high-quality players. Um... At five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Offensively, I love what they can do. But everybody's talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. But I think Todd Bowles and that defense is going to be the story of the beginning of the year. Everybody's talking about new everybody's talking about the Buccaneers offense. And it's it's high power. They got a lot of names. But that defense is young. They fly around. Todd Bowles does a great job with that defense. I think the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, they're going to be the storyline to start off the season because they they have continuity on the defense. Continuity matters. I'm I'm, I'm a big part. That's big for me. So I like Tampa Bay. Um, I got them at five. The thing I'm looking out for Tampa Bay is this. I want to see how Tampa Bay's O-line protect Tom Brady against the Saints. That's going to be a good test. I'm going to talk more about that, though. But Tampa Bay at five. Of course, upgrade at the quarterback position. They got Tom Brady. They got all these weapons on offense with Bruce Arians, Warren Weber City. I got Tampa Bay at five. At four, the New Orleans Saints. I like this team. Um, the Saints have been... A good regular season team. They, 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 you know, they've struggled in the playoffs. They had their, they've had some bad moments in the playoffs. But they add two veterans, two legit veterans that are ready to play. Emmanuel Sanders and Mike and Malcolm Jenkins, two veterans on both sides of the ball that are just ready to play week in, week out. Emmanuel Sanders gives. Drew Brees, a second legitimate option. Malcolm Jenkins goes back in the secondary, and he helps that New Orleans pass defense. Um, at, at three, the San Francisco 49ers. They will be fine. I love Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is the best young coach in football. He's the best young mind in football. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he will... Re- I- he has to regain some confidence about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has to play a little bit better. But he's 21 and 5 as a starter. Give me a break. Jimmy Garoppolo is 21 and 5 as a starter. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will be just fine. Um, 
love O-line. I love the I love the 49ers O-line. I love their D-line. Uh, their defense is going to be stellar. I do worry about their secondary. It's a little bit older, but I think they'll be fine. Um, at two, the Kansas City Chiefs. No Super Bowl hangover for the Kansas City Chiefs. I see no Super Bowl hangover. Give me Andy Reid. Give me Patrick Mahomes and this offense and in an underappreciated defense. Let's be real. The Kansas City Chiefs defense has been stellar. They've been stellar throughout the postseason of last year, late in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, and now on Thursday, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is real. It, it, it's real. It's real. Uh, their D-line got better. And then at one, at one, I got the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Baltimore Ravens. I'm sorry. They got the best overall team. Offense, defense, Lamar, secondary, Sean Harbaugh. They got the best. They, they, they have the best. They, they have the best overall team. I love them. They, they probably got the best secondary in football. They have one of the best quarterbacks in football. They have one of the best coaches in football. Love their O-line. They upgraded on defense. Like, the Baltimore Ravens' weakness last year was their D-line. They added Calais Campbell. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to have the best record in football. Uh, I, I like Baltimore. And everybody's everybody's critical on Lamar. But Lamar won MVP last year. <laughs> and yes, I think he will win playoff games. I think he does have to get better in the playoffs. He does have to get better playing from behind. But I like Baltimore. I think they're the number one team in the league. They got the best overall team. You look at from top to bottom, best overall team. I like Baltimore. Uh, in those four teams, my top four, they're Super Bowl, t- they, they're Super Bowl contenders. My top four are Super Bowl contenders. They're bona fide Super Bowl contenders. I just think Baltimore's at one. Those are my top ten teams going into week one. We do the top ten list every... We do the top ten list every single week. It could change. But these are the ten teams that I like in my top ten. I like it. You can stop the music. Yeah, I like it. I like this top ten. I like it. Now, let's talk about Tampa Bay. Let's talk about Tampa Bay going up against New Orleans in the Dome. I am going to give you guys my week one predictions. But I want to talk about Tampa Bay a little bit more. And I have them at five in my top ten. You look at their defense, I think their defense is stellar. I I, I love what Todd Bowles is doing with that defense. Todd Bowles, he's a great defensive mind. Uh, he has those young guys on defense playing hard. The Tampa, the Buccaneers linebacking core, good God. Young, young and aggressive linebacking core. Secondary is uh that's 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 the weakest part of their of their defense. But I like what Todd Bowles is doing with this defense. But the one thing I want to see with Tampa Bay tomorrow against the Saints, because Cam Cameron Cam Jordan is probably the best 4-3 pass rusher in football. 
Cam Jordan is probably the best 4-3 pass rusher in football. So I want to see how this young Tampa Bay offensive line handle Marcus Davenport and Cam Jordan and, and Demario Davis. I want to see how this young offensive line handles the Saints' front seven. Because Brady is older. Brady is 43. Brady is not as mobile as Jameis Winston. And it's going to be very important. It's going to be imper- it's going to be very important that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line it's going to be it's going to be critical that they they keep Brady protected. If Brady seems a little unraveled, that's not a good sign. And it's one, it's one offensive lineman that I want to point out in particular. Right tackle, Tristan Wharfs. He's a rookie. He's from Iowa. Tristan Wharfs. I love his measurables. I love his intangibles. But boy, oh boy, it's a lot of pressure on Tristan Wharfs at the right tackle position. Look, watch that game on, watch that game on Sunday against the Saints. And pay attention to right tackle Tristan Wharfs. That's going to be a big determination on how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season go. Look at Tristan Wharfs. Tristan Wharfs has high potential, but he's a rookie with no preseason, limited practice, um, and like that's that's just tremendous pressure. Like going into your first game, your first career game, and you have to protect the greatest quarterback ever to play the sport. It's a lot of pressure, and you got to go against Cam Jordan. It's a lot of pressure. Let's see how Tristan Wharfs handle it. I think it's gonna be a big game, though. I think it's gonna be a good game. But by the way, I love my top ten. Cowboy fans are gonna be mad. Steeler fans are gonna be mad because they think they should be in the top ten. Browns fans might be mad. Who cares? I like this top 10. Uh, I'm going to give you guys my week one predictions. I'm pretty confident about my predictions. I did a great job last year at picking these games. I I started off 1-0 on Thursday. I picked the Chiefs to win 35-27. They won 34-20. Or they won, yeah, they won 34-20. So, I like my I like I like my picks this week. Couple it was it was some tough picks and it's gonna, it's probably going to be some upsets this weekend. I can't wait to get to that. Okay, so here are my week 1 predictions. I'm going to do it in order uh from 1 o'clock to Monday night games, uh from, you know, 1 o'clock Sunday games to Monday night games. So, like I already mentioned, I'm off to a good start, a 1 and 0 start. That's good. So the first game on the docket, the Seahawks at Atlanta. Uh, the Seahawks are two and a half point favorites. I'm not gonna take. I'm gonna take the points, but I'm gonna go with Atlanta. This is why I'm going with Atlanta. I love Russell Wilson. I, I absolutely love him. one of my favorite players. Love him, but I worry about the I worry about the cross country traveling. Um, I don't love Seattle's front seven on defense. I don't love their front four 
on defense or on offense. I don't love their offensive line. They have real issues on on the offensive line and the D line. So I I just I just worry about that. Um, I I don't I, I like those things matter to me. Those things matter to me. And I love Russell Wilson. I think he I think he's gonna put up a good fight. This is gonna be a very close game. But I look at Seattle. They got a young secondary. They got some new pieces in their secondary, and that's gonna be a tough ask for uh, uh for some new pieces in the secondary to um to 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 go to Atlanta and face Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and those weapons that the Falcons have. The Falcons' problem is not offense. Like the Falcons, they can score points. Yeah, that, 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 that's not their problem. Um, and also, get this. Matt Ryan, is, he, he has Pete Carroll's number. Matt Ryan is 5-2 and two against Pete Carroll. He has 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions in 7 games. Um, I, I, and plus, also, another stat. Pete Carroll, in his, in his career record, week 1 openers on the road in Seattle... His career record in Seattle, on the road, week one openers, he's one in five. He is one in five since he's been the Seahawks coach. Week one road openers, he's one in five. I don't love it. Uh, Matt Ryan has Pete Carroll's number. I think some of that is because Dan Quinn was under Pete Carroll, and now Dan Quinn is the Falcons head coach. So I don't I I do not like this matchup. I think it's you know it's matchup base. I think Seattle's the better team, and it wouldn't surprise me if Seattle wins, but matchups matter. Um new pieces in the secondary going up against a high powered offense in Atlanta, uh the best receiver in the in, in the league with Julio Jones. Then I match in the I match in the point Pete Curl. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan has Pete Curl's number. He's 5-2 against the Seahawks and Pete Curl. He has 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Uh, my final score for that game is going to be 31-27. 31-27 Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the next game on the docket. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. Now, Baltimore, this is interesting. Baltimore... They're seven-point favorites. That's a lot of points. Vegas is giving Vegas is giving Baltimore a lot of points. I like both teams, but this is week one. Uh, continuity matters. I talked about this. To, I talked about this with my predictions. Continuity matters. So Baltimore, they they got they they, they got their same system that they're running. They have continuity. They don't have a lot of new acquisitions. Uh, a lot of their acquisitions are are veterans that know that just know how to play on automatically. So with Cleveland, get this: Cleveland has a Cleveland hasn't won a Week One opener since two thousand and five. They haven't won a, they, they they've lost their last fifteen Week One games, and you know why? Cleveland don't have continuity. They're always firing and hiring coaches. You got you to gotta have some continuity. I like Kevin Stefanski. I like Baker this year. I just don't like him against Baltimore. Plus, Baltimore, Cleveland beat Baltimore at Baltimore last year. 
Baltimore is, they're not going to overlook the Browns. Baltimore is going to come out swinging. Uh, I do think the Browns will try to hang in there. But I, I just think, you know, with, 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 with Lamar, the continuity aspect, Cleveland, they're not great in week one openers. Uh, they got a new coach, new system. They're going up against a really good team. I'm going to take Baltimore 31-21. I'm going to take Baltimore 31-21. That is my pick for that game. So next game on the docket, 1 o'clock game, Jets versus Bills. Um, Jets at Bills at Buffalo. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Jets. Uh, I like I, I like Sam Donald um, at times. I like what he can do. I just think his supporting cast isn't that great. Uh, on defense, there's no C.J. Mosley. There's no Jamal Adams. And then once again, the Jets have a young O-line. It's about matchups. Jets. The Jets have a young O-line. Buffalo has a strong defensive front seven. Um, and, and, and Buffalo's defense, is, it's, it's, it's deep. It's, it's going to be good. Uh, I think that's too much to overcome for Sam Darnold. Uh, the, 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 his targets, I'm, I'm not sure of. I'm leery. I don't know what to make of this Jets team. Um, I gave them their record, but I just think Buffalo, they're, they're, Buffalo's just a better team. Buffalo's well-coached. I like Sean McDermott. Jets have Adam Gase, not a huge fan. Uh, I think, you know, this game is going to be pretty close. It's a division game, so I give it 26-20. Um, it, the Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites. That's, so that's a, that, that, you know, Vegas is giving, you know, Vegas must really love Buffalo or Vegas don't love New York at all. Um, but it's a division game. I give it 26-20, and I take the points. Um, Raiders at Carolina. Raiders versus the Panthers. I'm not huge. Once again, I'm not huge on Oakland. Uh, I told you, I gave you guys this stat already. But teams that relocate, teams that relocate in their first se- in their first season, their first year, uh, they, they they haven't won eight games or more. So I'm not huge on Oakland on the, the Las Vegas Raiders. That the, the the John Gruden and Derek Carr relationship, it, it's it's a bit shaky. Plus, I look at this Carolina team. I like this Carolina team. It's interesting. I don't think it's a playoff team, but it's interesting. It this 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 team is interesting. Teddy Bridgewater is a solid starter. You give him, he got he got one of the best running backs in football with, with, in, in Christian McCaffrey. Um, he he you know he has he has the receivers DJ uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, um, the, the the skinny kid Robbie Anderson. So he. Teddy Bridgewater has some pieces to play with. Also, also, Teddy Bridgewater in the last five years, he has he's amongst the t- he's he's amongst the top five in win percentage. He's sixteen and six in the last twenty in the in the last twenty two games he has started in the last five years. He is sixteen and six. So you when Teddy Bridgewater, you're getting a solid veteran. Um, you know, he doesn't have, he's not overly athletic. He doesn't have a a real strong arm, but you're getting somebody that's not going to turn over the ball. 
He has some nice weapons to play with. I think, I, I, you know, this Oakland team, I mean, the, I keep calling them Oakland. This Raiders team, I don't love it. I just, I, I just don't love it. Uh, so I got Carolina winning 28-27. Neither of these defenses are pretty good. I think this will be, I think that, you know, both, te- both offenses should be able to put some points up. 28-27 Panthers. Um, the next game on the docket, Chicago at Detroit. Chicago at Detroit. So we got a division game. I, I'm not, I, I don't love either of these teams. I think Chicago's the better team. I think Chicago will win this game. Uh, Chicago's defense is pretty much solid. They, you know, they, they usually have a good defense. Uh, you know, the, the Detroit got some new pieces. I'm not a huge fan of Matt Patricia, to be honest. Not not a huge fan of Matt Patricia. I am a huge fan of Matt Nagy, but I'm I, I'm I'm I am God Lord knows I am not high on Mitchell Trubisky. Uh but I do I do think the I do I do think the Chicago Bears will win 26-17. The Bears 26-17. And plus they're two and a half. Oh wow. The Bears are two-and-a-half-point underdogs, so I'm taking the underdog, and I think the Bears will win 26-17. to 17. Um, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. This is another division game. Okay, I, you know, I'm huge on Indianapolis, uh, and first of all, Indianapolis is a nine-point favorite, <laughs> so, the, you know, Vegas is giving them a lot of points. I'm going to take the points as well. I think I think I, I I'm gonna take the points. I think the Colts win. Philip Rivers last year played with one of the worst offensive lines with the Chargers. The Chargers had one of the worst offensive lines in football. This year, Philip Rivers he has he's now he now has the best young offensive line with the Colts. Um, I love the Colts defense. Jacksonville's rebuilding. I take the points. I'm gonna go 26-17. Once again, 26-17 once again. I'm taking the Colts in that game. Uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. Once again, this is another division game. This division game is gonna lean, uh, this division game is gonna mean a lot more. The Minnesota Vikings are three-point favorites. Um, this is gonna be a really good game. This is gonna be a really tight game. Um, I think either way, the the, the season series is gonna split. Both teams will win one game. At they win one game. Uh, it's just a matter of who's going to win which game. Now Aaron Rodgers is five and six at Minnesota. So when he's playing Minnesota on the road, Aaron Rodgers is five and six. I think the Vikings have a better overall roster, and plus Kirk Cousins, he has a bad reputation for playing bad and playing horribly. On primetime football, well, this game is at 1 o'clock, so that's not a big factor. And Kirk Cousins is really good at 1 o'clock. So I think the Vikings will win 28-21. to 21. Um, Next game on the dock, another 1 o'clock game. The Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. The Dolphins are 7-point underdogs. Okay, so Vegas must really love New England in this game. I'm not huge on New England. Um, as you as you guys all know, I'm not huge on New England. I think New England, this is going to be a tough game. I don't know what I'm getting from neither side. 
Uh, Ryan Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he can either be hot or cold. But I do love what Miami's doing defensively. They they added some guys. They actually took a couple of New England guys and put it on and put them on their defense. Uh, uh, Brian Flores went out and spent money in his secondary. He added Byron Jones, a really good lockdown corner. Um, it's this game is going to be based upon coaching because neither of these rosters are really really good. So it's going to be based upon coaching. Um, you Belichick is really good against his disciples. His head-to-head record against his disciples are really good. So I'm going to take the Patriots to win this game by the skin of their teeth. I'm going to go 23-20. to 20. I think this is an absolute thriller in Foxborough. Um, the next game, another division game. Philadelphia versus the Washington Football Club. I think this is a matchup situation right here. This is a matchup situation. And Philadelphia, they have O-line issues. Philadelphia already have two injuries to their offensive line. And this is what I talked about on my top 10 list. Philadelphia already, they're dealing with injuries. And this has been, this, this Eagle team, they can never get healthy. They, it seems like they've been hurt for the last two, three years. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to pick Philadelphia to win this game. Philadelphia they're five-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game. But once again, this is a division game, and plus the Washington Football Club. I don't love their offense. I would have loved to see Dwayne Haskins in a preseason. But this Washington Football Club's defense is for real. And their front seven is for real. And this is what I mean by matchups. Eagles, the Eagles have some injuries on the offensive line. What's, the, what's Washington's strength? Washington's strength is their front seven, led by Chase Young. They have four first-round picks on that front seven or on that front four. Um, I, I think this is, is going to be a real good matchup, but I'm going to take the Eagles in a really tough game. I, I, I love Carson Wentz that much and Doug Peterson. I'm going to take the Eagles in a really tight game, 24 to 17 but the risk the, oh my god uh the, the Washington football team really they're gonna really present some problems they're gonna present some problems to that Eagles offensive line because their front seven is nasty I think I actually think Washington they could possibly have a top 10 defense this year um even though they're not gonna be good okay next game on the docket Chargers at Cincinnati Chargers are three in the they're three they're three point favorite. I don't love either of these situations. Um, I'm excited to see what Joe Burrow looks like. This is this is this will be a good test because the Chargers they have a good secondary even though they're missing their best player in their secondary. The Chargers still have a pretty good secondary, so this would be a good test for Joe Burrow and in the crew and company. But I'm gonna take the Chargers to win this game, 27 to 20. I'm going to take the Chargers to win this game 27 to 20. Not a huge fan, but I think the Chargers, they have a better overall roster. Um, just they have playmakers everywhere, offense and defense. I take the Chargers to win this game 27 to 20. Um, okay, four o'clock games, four o'clock games. It gets good. Arizona goes to San Francisco. Arizona versus the 49ers. Now, all in this, this could another division game. This could very well be an upset. 
And I was very, very close to picking the Cardinals to win this game. Uh, the And the 49ers, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. But Kyler Murray played really well against the 49ers last year. He had a field day against the 49ers last year. He um he had he had zero turnovers against the 49ers last year. 49ers got some injuries in the secondary. They're also missing Debo Samuel, um, one of their best, probably their best receiver outside of George Kittle. So I'm gonna take the 49ers to win a very close game. I'm gonna take the 49ers to win 30 to 27. But this Cardinals team, I think that they're gonna present some problems, and I think Kyler Murray. He's gonna he's gonna give the he's gonna, he's gonna give the 49ers some nightmares. Uh, you add that with DeAndre Hopkins that he has to throw to now, Larry Fix, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. I, I, you know th- this is gonna be a really good game. This is gonna be a really good game. But I think the 49ers will do just enough. 30, 30 to twenty seven. I take the Niners. Um, four o'clock game, the game of the week: Tampa Bay versus the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints. Now, New Orleans, in the last five years, New Orleans, the Saints have lost four of their last five week one openers. Yes, they have not played well in week one openers. They, they often get off to a slow start. But I'm going to take the Saints because of this. New continuity. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, I love Brady. I love the offensive weapons that the Buccaneers have. But I think continuity matters. No preseason. I think continuity matters. Plus, new situation in Tampa Bay. Rookie right tackle. I think that could be an issue. Um, And with the Saints, I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm getting from offense and defense. From top to bottom, I look at this roster. I love it. I'm going to take them to win this game. It's going to be a really good game. I'm going to take the Saints to win this game 34-28. 34-28. I'm going to take this, take the Saints to win this game. Uh, the Saints are also three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys go visit the L.A. Rams. Once again, I think... I don't like this situation. I think if 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 both teams were playing each other around week eight, I think the Cowboys will win because I think the Cowboys are the better team. But once again, I get a new coach, a new system, um, and with the Cowboys, get this: the Cowboys had problems in their secondary last year. They only had seven interceptions. That was the fewest in the league. Only seven interceptions. So the Cowboy defense. They don't make you. They don't. They don't bring any. They don't make you feel uncomfortable. The Cowboys don't force enough turnovers. Their secondary is very young. With the Rams, I'm getting continuity. Sean McVay with Jared Goff, and boy oh boy, the Rams receiving core is really good. Vance Joseph, uh, I, I he's gonna he watch out for him. Vance Joseph of of the L.A. Rams. Watch out for him. He may catch a touchdown this week. Um, with the Cowboys, it's just, it's a matchup issue. It, it, it's a matchup issue. I think the Cowboys are the better team. I think they're the better team. But it's a new system, new coach. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy is going to be super conservative. This is the first game of the season. I think McCarthy is going to be super conservative. Um, the Cowboys also, the Cowboys are down two offensive linemen. 
They, they, they only have two offensive linemen returning as starters this year. Um, Lionel Collins is out. Travis Frederick, he retired. That's a Hall of Fame level center. So the only two guys that the Cowboys have returning for week one, for week one, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. With Ern Donald in the interior, I think that could cause problems. I'm going I'm to I'm take the Rams to win this game 28-26. to 26. Also, Sean McVay, he's 3-0 in season openers. Sean McVay is 3-0 in season openers. I'm going to take the Rams to win this game 28-26. I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. Some points are going to be put up. I don't love either defense, but the Cowboys have some secondary issues that I'm eerie of. I'm questionable of their secondary. Um, Monday Night Football. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York Giants. Once again, matchup issues. The Giants have a young offensive line with a young quarterback. And that young offensive line is going to get going up against a very talented defense. Probably the best defense in football in a ver in a supremely talented front four, front seven group. I like the Steelers to win this game 26-17. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's, gonna, he's probably going to have a big day. I don't love the Giants' secondary. The Giants' receivers all last year feasted on the Giants' secondary. Um, Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. Tennessee goes to Denver. This is going to be a tough game for Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, they're three-point favorites. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to swallow that. I'm going to take the points. I like both teams. I think Tennessee with the Von Miller injury hurts Denver. I'm going to take Tennessee to win this game 24 to 20. I'm going to take Tennessee to win this game 24 to 20. Denver has a young quarterback in Drew Locke. He got some new pieces. I think it takes some time to get some chemistry. With Tennessee, I know what I'm getting. They're going to run the football. Ryan Tannehill is going to be efficient. I, I think the Italians are going to win this game 24 to 20, 24 to 20. You know, it, you know these week one matchups. It's about it, 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 it's about matchups in, in different situations. And when I look at that Rams and Cowboys game, I, I think the Cowboys are the better team. And I think if they if, if these teams if the if the Rams and Cowboys were to play in November, the Cowboys will win. But I get a new coach with a new system with some new pieces. Mike McCarthy is going to be conservative. Um, and I, I have question marks about the Cowboys' defense, especially in the secondary. I think Jared Goff is going to feast on that Cowboys' secondary. Um, and plus, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in football. The Cowboys, their Hall of Fame center, Travis Frederick, retired. That doesn't get talked about enough. Plus, the Cowboys are missing Right tackle, Lionel, uh, Lionel Collins. So they're down Lionel Collins and Travis Frederick. Travis Frederick retired. Lionel Collins is hurt. I think that's going to hurt a little bit. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player best defensive player in football. That's why I took the Rams. It's just matchup. It's just ma different matchups calls for different, different things. And plus, week one, Cowboys don't have continuity. They got a new coaching staff. The Rams have continuity. I know what I'm getting with Sean McVay. Sean McVay is going to be super. He's going to be super progressive. He's going to be throwing the ball. 
I can see this Rams offense and Jared Goff feasting on the Cowboys secondary. Um, even with the Eagles and Washington game, matchup situations. Eagles, they have some, the Eagles got some O line injuries. The the, the 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 Washington football team, they have a great front seven. I, I they have a, their front seven is going to be really good this year. That could be a matchup problem. I think the game is going to be a lot closer than what people think. So that's why I have the Eagles only winning by seven, by a touchdown. These games will be really close. I can't wait. Um, these are my predictions. I feel really confident about them. I feel really strong about them. <laughs> I feel really good about these, these predictions. Now, speaking of predictions, on my predictions as far as who wins the division and who wins the playoffs, I got to make one quick edit. I want to make one quick change. Um, I'm allowed to do that. I told you guys I, I have two opportunities. I give myself two opportunities to make a change in my prediction. I'm going to do that because the injury did take place. Okay, so the one, the, the one edit that I have to make on my predictions. So instead of having the Broncos as three of the wild card teams, I'm gonna replace the Broncos. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna put the Titans in the Broncos' place. Um, I just think the Von Miller injury kind of hurts them. I, you know, I, I really, I really wish that uh, they could have, they could have, you know, they, that they could have, um, that that wouldn't have happened to Von Miller. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery, a healthy recovery. But I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to take the Broncos out my playoff picture and insert the Tennessee Titans at nine and seven. I did get a little pushback for having the Titans outside of the playoff uh, picture, but you know, I you know, I just thought the Broncos would be better. But the Von Miller injury kind of hurts, so I'm gonna put the Titans at nine and seven. Or I already I already had the Titans at nine and seven. They're nine and seven every year, but I'm gonna put them in the playoffs uh, and remove Denver from the playoffs. I can keep Denver at nine wins, but I'm I'm gonna keep them there at nine wins, but. They just won't make the playoffs. Um, that that you know that's a big bummer. That's a big shot. Um, also, <laughs> we only talk really brief. I'm gonna only talk really briefly about the NBA playoffs. Uh, Boston, the, the Celtics won Game Seven, so we're getting Miami in Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I kind of expect in Boston. I I I thought this this series should have been seven games. Um, the Celtics should have been won this series. But I already, I, I, I kind of always felt that the Celtics were the better team. The Celtics just were the, the Celtics just were the better team. Uh, Pascal Siakam had a bad series. He had a bad series. I'm not even sure if he had one good game in that series. Uh, but I, that's what I that's what that's what I thought. I, I, Siakam, I, he's, he seems like a nice player. He seems like a nice guy, and he is an All Star level player. But I never bought into the fact that he was the number one option. He was going to be the number one option. He was going to be the guy that takes Toronto back to the conference finals or even the NBA finals. I just never thought he would be that guy. And, you know, you know, too bad for Toronto. They're such a good team. They're well coached. Uh, they got some older guys who contracts are expiring so it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the future and who do they sign, who they don't sign. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is a free agent. So 
You got got some answers to you got got some got some questions to answer in Toronto. But overall, I think they figure out Masai Ujiri. He's one of the best um, executives in the league. Um, the Raptors are, are are well ran, but I just think I just didn't think they were gonna be able to beat the Boston Celtics. I didn't think they had enough. The Celtics snuck by. Um, I still like the Celtics to get to the finals, but it's going to be a tough, tough task to beat the Heat. The Heat are hot. The Heat are the hottest team in the, in the, they're the hottest team in the, um, in the playoffs, I would say. Um, yeah, with the, with the Western Conference, the Clippers, they lost the lead. Uh, they lost a 16 point lead to the Denver Nuggets. Kind of a, you know, it's the, the Clippers, they, they, they look disengaged at times. They look disengaged. Kawhi. Is outside of Kawhi, the Clippers. Some of the Clipper players look disengaged. Paul George once again disappeared in the fourth quarter, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, I think uh, the Clippers will be fine. I think they win Game Six on Sunday. The Lakers should win Game Five tonight, uh, and we're going to get a conference finals between the Clippers and the Lakers. The Battle of L.A. Who's the real king of L.A.? Is it Kawhi? Is it LeBron? I cannot wait to touch bases on that, but boy, oh boy, I cannot wait to football. See, I cannot wait for week one tomorrow. We get a bunch of games, some great games, some great headlines. I hope you guys are watching. I'm going to be watching. Boy, oh boy, I cannot wait. Oh, I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. We got, I mean, it's sports everywhere. If you're a sports fan, if you're, or if you know, if you, if you, if you know, you're just looking for something entertaining to watch, it's going to be a lot of sports to watch. Baseball, football, college football, NBA playoffs, the NFL season. I know a lot of people's eyes are going to be glued on the NFL season. I cannot wait. Uh, this has been a great episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I cannot wait to see how these predictions go. Can't wait to see these games. I don't know how many times I was saying, but I, that's just how excited I am. I was excited to record this episode for you guys uh, today, even though it's a Saturday. I was, I was still excited. I was like, predictions, top 10 teams. I'm doing it all. We're doing it all. We're going all out. Uh, but... <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in and supporting. Shout out to everybody that's listening. Shout out to all the platforms that you that you guys are listening from. A lot of you guys use Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but I'm talking about everybody. You know, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts. You guys, you I mean, you guys, every iHeartRadio. You guys use every single thing. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Isaiah K Podcast, the IKP. I'm your humbled and highly favored host. I'm highly grateful as well for you guys. And I catch you guys on Wednesday. And we're going to break down these games. Uh, check my socials. I will be active. You can catch up with me then. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I catch you guys on Wednesday. Once again, I'm out. Deuces. Peace. Always remember, two choices, one decision. Ariba Durchi, whatever you got, you whatever you guys want to say, however you guys want to say a goodbye, goodbye. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'm gone. Deuces.